What is in Sprite that you can take out of? It's already clear. <laughs> it's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And this week, a better Death of Superman gets a trailer. Oh, okay. All right. you say so? We'll talk about that. Uh, We check to see what TV shows got the axe this week, Mike. Mm Mm-hmm. Most of them. Most of them. <laughs> uh, a busy movie season is in full effect with Deadpool and Han Solo coming out That's very right. soon. That's right. Summer movie season, summer movie time, whatever you want to call it. Blockbuster movie season in full effect. It's just it's just movie season. Uh, <laughs> and, and more. And more, Mike. Yeah. So, so, you, so usually I think we're like, uh, we're talking about Riff Raff at the beginning of the show, but I skimmed through the notes here and I saw that you didn't have anything about the classic Jurassic Park ride at Universal Studios closing down this year. So I thought I would bring that up because uh, I'm not sentimental for that ride at all because it is garbage and you should not feel bad about that ride being updated to a Jurassic World ride because uh, we've been to Universal Studios with um, uh, uh, an amusement park savant. He's our friend named Max and he like knows everything about all the amusement parks out there in the world. And we rode the ride with him, and he was pointing out a whole bunch of different stuff about the park. And he was just like, oh, yeah, that used to work. That car there, that used to fall from that cliff, but it doesn't fall anymore. So now it just sits there in the water. And then, like, you see these dinosaurs with, like, foam kind of hanging off them a little bit. And uh, I guess there's rumored that, like, a lot of animatronics in theme parks have, like, have like backup movements that they can do if like if something breaks or if they have limited motion so like they have like these a positions where they do all of these cool stuff and these b positions where it's all muted apparently like all the dinosaurs are on the b positions now so i am saying sayonara to that shitty ride and i'm glad it's gone it might have been fun when it first got invented but it is so old so that's that's my riffraff for the week i'm just glad that ride's gone <laughs> Uh, is that the one? That's not the one near you, is it? Is that the one in Florida? No, no, that's the one near me. I, I, I think I've been to I've, neither, so I don't. I can't. That's why I put it. I have no actual like base for this, so I'm yeah, like, it doesn't mean anything yeah. To me. And I have no experience with the one in Florida, but I feel like I've seen lots of commercials growing up as a kid talking about the Jurassic Park ride specifically in Florida. And I feel like it's the exact same, not ride, but same property, like same time era. Like I think both of them probably are around like Jurassic Park 1 or at least Jurassic Park 2 Lost World. I haven't seen any references to a talking velociraptor in any of these rides. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad to see it gone. Uh, it's theme park rides. I think it's okay to just ditch them and throw them out and update them because they're supposed to be thrilling and fun. I don't really get any nostalgia out of just like old mm-hmm. broke ass rides. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I mean you gotta you gotta loop some stuff in and out of there. I mean that's without the without Jurassic World, you know, being as big as it was a couple years ago. Why even still have it? You know, I mean, there's there's. I wouldn't say cooler things, but at least Disney was like, we're going to go all in on Avatar World. (laughs) Something Uh, nobody asked for, but here it is. But, like, you know, here's a full experience at this with floating rocks and special, like, food and drink stuff, like, a whole thing, so. I learned recently that they go all out 
with animatronics in Disney World, of course, you know firsthand because you went there. But you know that one that they're super famous for in that Pandora world of that, like, Navi that's, like, super articulate and, like, can move and flow and it looks realistic? Yeah. Um, apparently that thing's like built on wheels and if it breaks down, they literally roll it out and they roll a backup in that does the exact same thing. So they're like, not only do they have one of these like world famous, super high tech robot things that looks like it's real, but they made two of them for like a backup. So I was like, damn Disney, no wonder your tickets are so expensive. Well, <laughs> of the time I was at Disney, um, nothing was out of order or like you can't go here except for like the whole section of the park where they're building Star Wars world. Yeah, they, uh, they, so they, they, know, they know what they're doing. Yeah, they know how to run a park. You're not exactly going to find like the most thrilling roller coasters on the planet at a Disney park, but they make sure all the I's are dotted, all the T's are crossed. and um, It's the illusion of, yeah, how, of perfection. Yeah, I don't know how we got on this, but... <laughs> you were talking about how we have no riffraff. I have literally been going full steam for like the past week and i have like another week of full steam in this yeah you've been busy man we usually keep up throughout the week with little news stories and you've been a little uh you've been ghosting me a little bit so we're gonna do a lot of catching up here today we, we are it's not it wasn't on purpose i mean we had a death <laughs> in the family and i had to go out of town for that and and uh you know kind of i think it's what's mother's day weekend so if you're listening and you're our moms happy mother's day or <laughs> yes, maybe any moms listening out there who listen to our show Oh, that'd be um, rad. I want a mom super fan on this show that's not our moms. <laughs> we, 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 well, we do, but she's like more our age with a kid. Oh, that, so. that, that's exactly what I want. <laughs> oh, well, then we have Kristen. Kristen, super fan Kristen. She, she listens to the show. She tweets at us, Marvel Fan World on Twitter. So, Oh, okay. I, I never saw past the, the Twitter handle. I always <laughs> yeah. see like the little Doctor Strange avatar, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So she, she has a, I, at least one kid and I think another on the way, so... Um, thanks Heck for yeah. Happy Mother's Day, show. Mother Super Fans. That's right. Um, on top of that, um, I will be at Motor City Comic Con next weekend. So, uh, me and Mike have to do some logistics after the show to make sure <laughs> we get you all your stuff, including Did- our first topic of the news, Mike. And we can jump into it if you want. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so after, so I will be watching. Deadpool 2 and then leaving at like 6 in the morning the next day to go to Detroit oh, man. To, to spend the weekend up there with a friend of the show Brian Smith um, and you know we're going to try to do a, a spoiler cast and a regular episode that weekend so we're going to work this out Mike later but Deadpool 2 is literally this week now does it mm-hmm. does it feel like we're in Deadpool territory yet? It's kind of weird because I feel like there's a lot of movies coming out. I was I was having this reflection the other day, and I know we're going to talk about Infinity War here in a couple topics, but it almost feels like this big weight off my shoulder seeing Infinity War. Like I don't want to, I don't want to say it was a stressful experience waiting for it, but you know, there's so much riding on it. The the movie could have so easily have been bad. Mm-hmm. You know, you, we had no idea what was going to happen after the movie. So I feel like now that this monumental monolith of a movie is over and we've reviewed it and we've talked about it, like now I feel like the 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 four my my front line of vision is a little bit more clear. I can see Soul a little bit better. I can see Deadpool a little bit better. So now I'm just kind of relaxed into the movie season. So now I'm looking forward to Jurassic World two, and and Deadpool two. And Deadpool. And Deadpool. Deadpool 2 is Thursday. I'm going Thursday. I think you said you're going Thursday as well. You got your tickets early? Uh, yes, I did. Uh, great. This is one we don't want to miss out because um, reviews are online. There is stuff um, between this and Han Solo. Uh, there are like, you know, spoilery, not full spoilery stuff, but we got to stay We got to stay low for the next two weeks, Mike. We mm-hmm. got to keep our heads low, keep our eyes low. It's not as big as Infinity War, I feel, but I still, I still want to... You know, yeah. experience it as fresh as different, possible. Different type of flick. We're going to get swear words. We're going to get some blood. 
uh, probably some nudity of some sort. We had some nudity in the first movie go around. You know, it's a rated R movie. They lean into it. So uh, mm. I'll, it'll be an adult. It'll be a nice adult evening. <laughs> That's right. Very much so. Maybe even have a beverage, an adult beverage with you. Mm. Um, the pop vinyls for the first Deadpool movie characters are actually just dropping some of them. I picked up Negasonic Teenage Warhead this week at GameStop. So um, I thought that was cool that they're, they're making some of these characters. Well, I, I heard that the, the GameStop CEO like just resigned. Uh, I guess he had the job for like five months. I don't know yeah. what happened there. So I think GameStop literally is only like staying afloat by like selling pop vinyls. I don't think a lot of people uh, buy a lot of games from physical locations anymore. And if they do, they're probably just like buying them off Amazon or something. Yeah, well, I mean, I they have a couple exclude like, kind of like it's like Toys R Us like the brick it's and like, mortar versions <laughs> like aren't going anywhere. Like I I'm kind of like you when it comes to movies. I mm-hmm. will only buy digital copies of the games because I do not want to go change games out of my game console anymore. Oh yeah, I I yeah I can totally sympathize. <laughs> so um, it's hard for me to walk in there and buy a game um, <laughs> because I'm like ah, I don't want to. I don't get out of this in the get journey. out of my way, nerds! Buying your physical video games. I'm trying to buy pop vinyls here. <laughs> exactly, because they, they have exclusive. Toys R Us had exclusives. Who knows what'll happen? But well, it, Toys R Us isn't going to be around any any longer, so you're right. not going to have those exclusives. Right. Well, where where do they go afterwards though? Because they've already signed and paid for a bunch of like that. That's really the question there. It's probably like, like probably hot topic. <laughs> I think I think Funko will just sell them at their own like online store. Mm. Like yeah, buy them from us. Um. Anyway. Deadpool 2 is coming. Uh, keep your heads low if you want to say spoiler free. We will have a review episode uh, next week for you guys. So, got that. Uh, Solo, a Star Wars story, is immediately the week after that. No mm-hmm. time to breathe. We'll be jumping right into that. I will be going Thursday night. Mike will not be. So um, I'm casually going to coast in on a Saturday morning, just fresh out of my uh, restful slumber of a warm bed. You know, I'll get some popcorn, get some snacks. I'll come out of the movie. It'll still be daylight. Just be a low-key weekend. It's the best way for me to see this movie, I think. And there's no possible way to have an early surprise review episode for that. So <laughs> it'll happen when it happens. So yeah, Well, I mean, like, surprise Han Solo and Chewbacca don't die. Also, Lando doesn't die. But guess what? The other character that are new they're probably gonna die just because like you gotta have some stakes in the movie right like well, i'm they, not like i'm just throwing i'm just guessing yeah we don't know anything about this i i did re- early reactions and reviews are out i've not read a lot of them so i'm, I'm gonna i'm trying to stay fresh on this um but yeah it's star wars it's gonna be a big deal um it might well we're gonna have to see what movies have legs in the rest of this month mike because Honestly, I mean, our next topic is going to talk about box office, but do you think Deadpool or Han Solo will have the bigger numbers? I think Deadpool is going to have the bigger numbers, which is surprising since that's a rated R movie and technically harder to see, harder to sell tickets for because there's an age restriction to it. But at the same time, I think I'm undercutting uh, the the Star Wars brand. I I think some people were burned on Return of the Jedi, uh, but not as much as probably I think that they were. I still kind of fall in the middle on that movie, so the brand isn't really tarnished for me. I know some people are just like probably throwing away their like uh, life-size pillows of uh, Princess Leia after watching Return of the Jedi, but not me. I'll keep mine. Um, but yeah, I, for some reason I'm leaning Deadpool. I don't know why. So just, just, um, I was looking at tickets again last night to maybe purchase some extra for people going with me. Uh, I can still buy a lot of Deadpool tickets. I yeah. cannot buy hardly any Han Solo tickets uh, mm. in that theater for opening day. So, uh, we'll see again, which one has legs. We could, we could be totally wrong. This is going to be 
quite an interesting follow-up on the box office numbers the next month. We could be totally wrong, and we're usually totally wrong. <laughs> at least at least one of us is totally You or me. It'll be either one. So mm-hmm. we're 50-50 on this one, Mike. I think Han Solo will have it, but that's just because I've seen the, the ticket sales. I just got done watching Avengers Infinity War before we recorded this show, Mike, and mm-hmm. um, I was very excited because I remembered, oh, yeah, this is the week that we can ruin it for people. So, yeah, that's right. Uh, from from this week forward, spoiler alert, if you've not seen it, you probably should go see it. Yeah, the veil uh, has been lifted. I mean, we're about to talk about the box office. It's made so much money. I can't. I just can't imagine a subset of people who don't want it spoiled but are also listening to this show for weekly updates on superhero mm. news and TV shows. So, yeah... I, and I don't even want to like say like oh it's just going to be light spoilers. It's like no like we're just going to freely talk about the movie just like if we were like hanging out you know. So if yeah, we that's just what we're walked do. if we just walked out of the theater together and we're going to discuss it, this is what it would be like. So yeah, if you've not seen it, there are time codes in the new, the show notes. You can jump ahead to the next one. Yeah, don't jump ahead to the next one because I think the next one's Avengers four. So I'm sure there's going to be spoilers in that topic. It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. Um, but you can check the show notes if you want to skip around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, on that regard, uh, the news this weekend is Infinity War is the fastest movie to make $500 million domestically. Um, and I think it's like closer to $600 million right now. And it is the highest grossing superhero film to date with $1.6 billion made total. And that puts it in the top five overall. Can you guess the other four movies ahead of it? Okay, I'm going to guess Avatar. Okay. Force Awakens, all right. Uh, Jurassic World, and Return of the Jedi. Return or Return, of the, not Return of the uh, whatever the what Last Jedi. Yeah, Last no, Jedi. Uh, Titanic. Titanic. Oh, is, Titanic. Got to forget about that dark horse. One Star Wars, <laughs> one Jurassic World, two James Cameron movies. So, yeah. um, do you think? I don't think. Again, we could be very wrong. I don't think this movie will make two billion dollars. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Like, it's definitely earned a nice chunk of change. It's hit plenty of awards. If you go to its box office mojo type page, and you and you scroll down a little bit, you can start to see the number one rankings pop up. So it's definitely doing pretty good. But I feel like it. You know, unlike those other December winter movies, like those movies had no competition. This one, it's got to run into Deadpool two this week. It's got to run into Star Wars. After that, there's going to be a, a Jurassic World movie coming up. There's a lot for it to compete compete with so yeah i don't know i think this will be the last weekend that's number one at the off box office um so i but but if you haven't seen it or want to go watch a superhero movie and you find out at the box office deadpool is r-rated don't want to take your kids you may go watch infinity war yeah just Um, go just go watch a bunch of people die just without blood yeah, exactly. Exactly. You just kind of fade to dust a little bit. <laughs> oh, it's they didn't play Kansas. All we are is dust in the wind, Mike. And that's, <laughs> that's really the most disappointing fact here as we watch I, it. I'm really digging the meme that's been going around of characters that are kind of turning into dust. But I think my favorite part about it is all of these uh, professional memers out there must be using the same like Photoshop tutorial because they're all fading into triangles, which in the movie, like they're legitimately like fading into dust, like fine <laughs> particles. So somewhere somebody landed on triangles. Triangles. They're all going to fade in the triangles. So. I, bet, I bet if you go look <laughs> in the app store in the top 10, there's an app that says, uh, you know, Thanos effect or whatever. Yeah. And it just does that for you right, like right there. Like it's not very yeah. quick, but it, or it's quick, but it's dirty. So, yeah, I feel like I could do a much better representation of 
of the the snapping of the gauntlet, but I'm not going to go to all that work. No you know, one cares. <laughs> you know what? Um, what I there's two things I noticed watching uh, this movie for the third time, Mike. Mm-hmm. One is the end scene after the finger snap. Mm-hmm. No music is played until the end credits. Oh yeah, I love that. It is just there's no sound. There's no sound. It's just dialogue. It's very. Mm-hmm stressful to not hear that music go with the movie i think one of the hardest things to watch is is watching cap's face like he just doesn't know what to do it's like one of the few times we've seen captain america on screen and he's just like i don't i have no i have no plan i have no answers for anybody what what do i do yeah like i have no like it's just weird to see him kind of grappling with like losing that big like he's so used to saving the world and like, yeah, sometimes there's casualties, but now he's just like, what do I, it's just like, man, it's weird. Like that gets me more than the Spider-Man scene just because I just know in no reality is Peter Parker done for, you know? So yeah, but he's, <laughs> but he's, when he comes back, he still had to die though. Yeah. That's, that's not, that's not easy to come back from death. that. That's going to be the big question. I think is eventually when some or all of these characters get brought back, are they going to have memories of dying? Cause that would really sit with a character. That's really yeah. going to change you as a person. Well, I think this also, the ending kind of brings on one of our fans, uh, Jacob tweeted at us that his dad did not like the movie because the ending was a uh, good ending, a hero- <laughs> heroic ending. So, because um, yeah, his dad's a hardworking man, and when he when he puts t- when he puts his time aside, he wants to make sure he's seeing a happy ending. It's just like you just gotta wait, you gotta wait. There's another one coming out. You know, they'll they'll make you happy then. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing I noticed was I think Thanos can only use the gauntlet when his fist is closed, because yeah. his powers only activated when his hand was closed. And then one of the gems lit up, and then he could release his hand to use the power. Yeah, I didn't catch that till the second time, because I, I think Tony might say, very briefly, but in all of the action, it's kind of hard to keep up with. Mm-hmm. I think I think he might say, oh, don't let him close his hand. But I thought that was just because, well, you can't, can't take the gauntlet off of his hand if it's closed. Like, you physically, you know, you can't do that. But then uh, Tony kind of shoots that weird bit of armor onto his hand that keeps it opened and then I noticed he wasn't using any of the powers there so I was like oh yeah you gotta you gotta close it to, to use it you know at least yeah. maybe that was like a, a back end firmware update that the that the troll uh, on the star yeah. uh, put in there E-tree. it's like okay he's super powerful and he can kill everybody but he's gotta close the hand so just keep him from doing that you'll be alright yeah imagine like the gauntlet we don't know it's like a very mystical gauntlet thing but maybe mm. it's like a circuit he has to complete the circuit when he closes the hand to um, activate one of the gems yeah if you wanted to get a little bit more techie with it that could be it because yeah i mean we again we don't know how it's going to go forward but i mean it's just interesting to see that and like those little details because it's throughout the whole movie he does that as well the big question that i one of the big questions that i have that is very mechanical like we talked about in our spoiler cast we think one of our heroes is going to get a hold of the gauntlet and use it for their own purposes right Mm -hmm. you know that may or may not happen but it it seems logical and that does kind of happen in the infinity gauntlet comic book adam warlock puts it on i think maybe somebody else might put it on a nebula Uh, yeah, somebody else puts it on, so maybe Nebula gets it on again. But I'm curious how they're going to handle that movie effect on screen because that's a big ass gauntlet. Like literally, each like Captain America can't even get a whole hand around each finger. So if a normal human sized person puts on the glove, does it just magically shrink to fit it, their hand? I bet. Or? It, I bet it's the Hulk. <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah, he's really the only person that could really fit well, in he, the glove. He also kind of needs a redemption arc. Like you know, what if you get a Hulk who's like, yeah. And, you know, I don't want to punch. I don't want to smash anymore. I want to be the hero. And, like, well, we I, need you to put your hand in there, Hulk. 
I, I could this? I could see the Hulk being the person that physically has to snap it, but yeah. I feel like the drive wouldn't necessarily come from him. Like I feel like it would be like Tony or Captain America's plan to say, "Hey, you have to put the glove on. You're the only one that can fit it." And then he might be kind of nervous, like, "Oh, geez, I don't know if I should wield that kind of power." The Hulk's really unpredictable. It's like, "No, we trust you. We'll give it. We'll make a. We'll clear a path. We'll get you to it. We'll get the gauntlet." So I feel like you know he might physically be doing the snapping, but I feel like all of the heroic around it will be shared amongst the group. They, uh, they're going to hold hands and, yeah. and look at each other and, <laughs> and do like, a da- and do a dance off. But yeah. yeah, it's hard for me to imagine like any sort of like, Oh, I just had it. This makes sense. How do you make something bigger, smaller in the Marvel cinematic universe? You, you bring it, you bring in a pin particle and he hasn't, he wasn't in infinity war, but he'll probably be in the next part. That would be kind of cool. Like maybe they discuss a plan kind of like how you discuss possibly like a heist in a movie and but you don't tell the audience so all of a sudden you start to see it unfolding in front of you and they finally get the gauntlet and you're just like well how is he supposed to put it on and then you see like ant-man or the wasp from off screen like throw one of those little discs and then it shrinks real quick that would be cool that would be really nifty or but... ant-man could grow yeah that's true yeah, so we he, do we, we forget we, he, he can also make his hand <laughs> big enough to we have it. options but i feel like I don't want to go too far into this because uh, I don't want to fall into the trap of writing the movie before it comes out because I know you said that before that I might do that a little bit. I still disagree with you when it comes to The Last Jedi. I don't think I wrote that movie ahead of time, but I don't definitely don't want to fall into any sort of trap like that. Yeah. But there's a lot of clever things that I think they could do with this gauntlet. When it's you, when still you, in play. It's when, still in play. <laughs> when you have all these Avengers and all these power sets, literally anything is possible. Um, yeah, they could even forge a new one if they wanted to go back to Nidvalir. So, oh yeah, they could. Maybe uh, like there's a bunch size, of them. a fun size gauntlet. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 fun to to talk about Infinity War a little more open now. But uh, <laughs> watching that movie for the third time, I think I'm going to go for the fourth on Tuesday uh, with someone who's not seen it yet. So, ooh, that'll be fun. Get experience it with them. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I'm just, it, it's a good movie. I'm glad it's making all this money. I don't, I think this will be the last weekend's at number one. Cause I think this is also the last weekend it has IMAX in its mm. entirety. Yeah. Cause the theaters that only have smaller screens or one IMAX screen, they're going to roll yeah. it over to Deadpool. But yeah. And that's when the, the contract ends with them was Deadpool. Mm. So, um, I know my, my IMAX is, is Deadpool. So. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm excited about Infinity War. I'm glad I've watched it so many times and still enthralling. I was editing wow. photos when I kept looking up. I'm like, <laughs> I looked down like, I still got to finish this. So uh, I'm just glad it's good. I'm just glad it's good. Like, it's not the most perfect movie I've ever seen. Uh, and, it, and, it, and, and it didn't need to be by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just glad it was good. Uh, such a nice weight off my shoulders. And I'm, I'm glad to me again after watching it so many times, it still stands alone. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not waiting like oh with bated breath at the end of it. Like what happens next? Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious, but I'm like I don't need to. That I wished it was here, but I don't need it here right now. The second mm-hmm. half. So, um, I it, I saw a poll online earlier that someone was ranking their favorite Marvel movies, and this was mm-hmm. again since it just came out beating everyone else by a mile. <laughs> Do you think this is your favorite Marvel movie now, Mike? I don't know. Had a couple of weeks to kind of sit on it. It just it feels weird. It just feels ranking them because it because it, it's like we've talked about it like to death, like how it's like a TV series, and it's just like it's yeah. weird ranking episodes of the TV series because they all have to come in some sort of chronological order. So it's like, well, yeah, of course, like the season or series finales are always really good because that's where they save all the awesome stuff for. Like no one's ever saying like, oh yeah. 
episode two of season four, that's the best episode that was ever made. Like, no, that's not really how it works, you know. Well, I, I think I I think it's easy is up there easily because I can sit down and watch it multiple times and oh, not yeah. feel burnout. Because there are some I'm like I really dread watching the Dark World. Like, I, <laughs> if I I don't know when I'm gonna ever have to revisit all these Marvel movies sequentially again. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But God dang, do I not look forward to that one? <laughs> that is just gonna drain me. You just gotta go on YouTube like I do and look for somebody that put together like one of those super cuts or those uh, recaps. Those are really helpful. I've seen the it same. too many times. I'm like I know what happens. I don't. <laughs> that it's 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 inconsequential. Mm-hmm. But. Avengers 4 is on the horizon. We are excited yes, for Avengers it 4. Is. And apparently, according to Josh Brolin, there's still work to be left on this film. They filmed the majority of it last year, but they yeah. have a year to edit and fine-tune. And less than a year. We're less than a year away from the next Avengers movie. It that is, is insane. It is very true. And there's probably some filming, of course. They're going to add some more, probably film people who are out, maybe retweak the story if they need to a little bit, you know, like you know, standard reshoots mm-hmm. if they need extra scenes. Uh, editing, but they have a whole year to do this. So that's really cool. And um, I don't, we, since they're not going to, to San Diego, I don't think we're going to get a title for a minute, man. I, I just don't know when we're going to find out what yeah, it's called. Yeah, I think the title is the only logistical thing that I think we'll see at any near any near date. Like I, I read like the same little bit of quote of when they were talking about the movie. Yeah. They said they find the movie in three different places, uh, in the writing and the filming and in the editing, they haven't touched the editing yet. Yeah. So they're just like, yeah, you're not going to see a trailer anytime soon. So I don't know what reporter thought they would, they could get like a trailer release date out of them. Like when they're still yeah. trying to cut the movie together, it's like, this dude, mo- like <laughs> the first one's still in theaters. Like, come on. A yeah. Bit. We, the breaks. We, we just want to know what the next one's called, but I don't know if they definitively said it or just the reporter was just put taking a really strong stance that we wouldn't be seeing the trailer in front of Venom um, so I guess that that's possibly a timeline that like you're not going to see it by like October because Venom's October well, right But yeah but I think all the Marvel trailers come out in October like all their May trailers come out in October if you do like a quick Google search yeah yeah. so maybe, maybe it the fits end the of window but I mean they yeah, could maybe- just like we don't have that ability to say what that is yet because Disney is handling the marketing. Yeah, well, we don't have a we don't have a Marvel movie at the end of this year, really, except for Spider Man into the Spider Verse, which I don't think really synergizes with the Avengers movies, especially yeah. since they're two totally different mediums. So yeah, if Venom's on October fifth. I could see it maybe in the latter half of October, but this would be such a big trailer drop and a big reveal that they would probably they probably just wouldn't attach it to a movie release. They'd do like a whole hoopla about it, probably announcing the title of it and everything, and just whip up all this froth and fervor. Let me let me let me toss out two scenarios here for you. Uh Um, One, we get the title at the end of Ant Man and the Wasp. Ooh, that would be fun. That'd be a nice little ad because they can be like, you know, hey. You know, Ant-Man and the Wasp will return in Avengers. Oh, that is true. They always put that they will return. Have have we ever seen an example where this says um, uh, so-and-so will return nothing else? Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, they've said nothing else in a couple of them. But, like, Mm. is it Thanos will return? But, like, Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy will return in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 or something like that. Mm. That would be an... 
That yeah. would be a nice little value add, but also I feel like it also might undercut the movie a little bit because you would want all the news coming out of Ant-Man and the Wasp being about how good or fun and how entertaining the movie is, but I feel like all of the top headlines will be the next title of the Avengers movie, the next title of the Avengers movie, but, but I don't know. Maybe that'll the, all work together. But the end credit scene could also tie into that because uh, this then is you got to go see the movie. You got to go see it for yeah, the end the modern, the modern, The only modern movie we have is this one that would tie in it. The other one's set in the 90s, so mm. that would be good synergy to release the title without having an event and you know uh do something else but then but what if sony paid marvel like hey look we don't think venom may do so well can we release this trailer the same week is it can you think you can do that so we can have it Uh... with us we don't have to say it's tied to it but like if you release it on the monday so we have it by the thursday yeah either way it sounds like we're probably not going to find out until at least Ant-Man and the Wasp. If we don't see it Ant-Man and the Wasp, I would imagine the title reveal could possibly come with the trailer reveal. That would be kind of cool to see the title of the next movie like dropped at the end. But at the same time, Kevin Feige says the title's not as important as we're whipping it up to be. So do you think you can release a trailer without someone leaking that though? Like two two movies. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. You got to tag so many digital video uploads with like names and stuff that that would leak so easily. Cause you don't have to like, you don't have to get a copy of it to leak it. You literally just, you, you just repeat you repeat the phrase like rumpled stillskin that's all you got to do you just yeah. got to vocalize it so yeah maybe ant-man and the wasp might do it yeah that's what i'm hoping for but we'll knock on wood you will, we'll get it when we get it man we can't predict yeah, this stuff exactly are you familiar with the character miss marvel in the comic books yeah um miss marvel she is the uh kamala isn't that her name yeah kamala khan yeah. um captain marvel used to go by miss marvel for several years before mm-hmm. she regained the captain marvel name and wore like less skimpy outfits, um, and then an inhuman by the name Kamala Khan. She has a power to like to grow, or I think embiggen herself. I think is the word yeah. she uses. Yeah, it's kind of like Mister Fantastic a little bit. Like sometimes it's stretched, sometimes it's it's almost like uh, it's like a like giant man mixed with Mister Fantastic. Yeah, I feel like, like like a like a stretch light, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, but um, apparently, her Marvel, according to Ken Feige, has plans. For this character in the MCU down oh, the road. Oh, that would be so awesome. She's such a cool character where she's like struggling with her identity and her family. It just, it feels very yeah. grounded. It has a kind of like a very Spider-Man-esque feel to it where like the whole world isn't on her shoulders. She's just trying to deal with herself. I have like, I own the very first trade of the book and it's really cool. It's really interesting. Since the Inhumans are kind of on the ins and also on the outs, I would, I would be curious of where her origin ends up coming from. I feel like it might be okay to change it, but just wanted to share a little tidbit. When you asked me who Miss Marvel was, I realized this is a podcast and audio format, but I was moving my arms side to side as if I was stretching and changing. So <laughs> the character is fun to mime when you're by yourself in well, your room in front of a microphone. Well, what's really fun about this character, when you say, when you say Miss Marvel, like the biggest thing when she came out was she is a Pakistani American who mm-hmm. lives in Jersey City, and I, I believe uh, she's also Muslim, comes from a Muslim family. And like, and, and there's a female superhero, and you have all this combining together of like things you wouldn't think could work together, create this really awesome character that a lot of people have grown to love and, and look look up to. And the, the last thing I when I think of Inhumans, actually, she is the last Inhuman I think of. Yeah, um, well, that, that's, she, that's she's, good for her origin. <laughs> she is not defined by Terrigenesis. Like she comes from a family and was transformed, um, you know, on accident. Not that she lived on. Um, you know, in the uh, 
in Human yeah. City of Abilene. Yeah, she, so. yeah, she ain't from the moon. But I think the coolest thing, or one of the cool things about her, she's also a Captain Marvel fangirl. So yeah. since you already have Captain Marvel established as a character, that kind of works well into her story. Yeah, exactly. You know, tie in, they find a way to make it work. So um, yeah, I'm down for it. I'm down to clown, Chris. <laughs> yep, put, it, put her in that Captain Marvel sequel, which we're definitely going to get. So um, do that. Fox acquisition. This is some news that came out this week, and it's all hearsay, rumors, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rumor is Comcast is going to make a large cash bid to upset the Disney purchase of Fox Studios. <laughs> Look, man, Dis- like we talked about, I think this is like one of the few things we talked about this week, and mm-hmm. that Disney is by far the safest bet to give you your money back mm-hmm. if you're making a bill, several, like a $52 billion purchase. Disney's gonna give you your money. Yeah, and I'm I'm no corporate uh, hostile takeover type of guy. It's not like I know the legalese of these type of things. But like this says, Comcast wants to make a large cash bid. But I believe most of the time when these mergers happen, you're not just transferring cash over the wire. I think also like stocks exchange and possibly like maybe jobs carry over. So um, I I would think maybe you'd want that Disney stock over just Comcast cash. Mm-hmm. And plus. Comcast is like the most hated company like in the whole country, possibly on the whole planet. I don't know. If Comcast was in another country, people would hate them there too because they're just awful. Nobody likes them. They're just a, a, they're a localized monopoly, and I don't want to keep ranting, but I hate Comcast. I'm glad I don't yeah. have to put up with them. But, yeah, I don't want Comcast owning my mutants. Let them go to Disney. Like, uh, like I don't want any of these giant corporations as much well, as anybody else does. But if it has to be one of these two, Disney by a mile. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. I mean, this is all over a billion IPs here and, and properties. I think there is a clause in this that if somebody else buys Fox, Marvel stuff does not transfer with them. So they would get them back regardless. But Disney doesn't want just, the, you know, the superheroes. That's not what they're worried about, Mike. That'll only mm. get them money in the long run, but there's a ton of stuff here. Apparently, Comcast only wants Sky, which is a European broadcasting company, valued at $100 billion. Mm-hmm. Right now, when this goes through, Fox will own 100% of Sky, and Disney would then own that, which they also want as well. Um, so if this is, you know, this to, to be, you know, again, rumors are to be believed, Disney would drop the Sky portion and, like, drop some money off of this bid to let Comcast have Sky so they could complete the rest of it and add the Fox Studios to their library back catalog, so on and so forth. Yeah, what, what is it called when you, like, buy, like, a, a broken-down house and you remodel it and resell it? A flipper? Yeah. <laughs> is, is Disney just going to, like, flip Sky? Like, well, oh, no, we're going to buy it. We're going to flip it to you, though. We're going to sell it to you at a... At a ups- That's what they should do, just, like, stick it to Comcast because I hate them. Make them pay more for it if they want it. Well, don't give I, it to them on the cheap. Well, the, the, the thing is, if they don't... If they make this bid for all of Fox, then it would the investors have to vote, and it could it could go it could go awry, Mike. It could go very very wrong. Yeah, well, under the worst will, circumstances. But this will be the last time I'll mime something on the podcast. But I was miming somebody sticking a fork in the Comcast and twisting it. So just uh, that's what I imagine when I think about. We that. are halfway through the show. You're gonna mime a couple more things. <laughs> so don't, don't, all right. Don't. Well, 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 we'll move along. We'll move along. <laughs> yes. So Agents of Shield. We we're not gonna talk about it, but. Um, the season or series finale is this Friday at 9 mm-hmm. on ABC, but 
This is the last show still undecided by ABC. ABC said uh, every other show but Shield. What are they doing to us, man? So I am I'm not a hundred percent caught up. I didn't watch this week's episode, uh, but I did watch the last episode. The last episode before that, and like you said, we won't really spoil anything quite yet. I think we want to talk about this more in culmination, either next week or the week after, depending on how schedules work out. Kind of do a Agents of Shield retrospective or a look for a look forward, hopefully, because I'd like to see another season. But but uh, General Talbot is back in in a capacity. He's been back he's, for a little. Yeah, he, he, and, he's come back big this season. And he's kind of transformed a little bit in this last episode or two. And I've really been digging it. Like, he's been really cool. Like, I'd almost like to see him on the big screen the way he's kind of uh, taken up a, of, a, of a mantle. And I was like, I've been digging it. It's been weird. Yeah. You know, they made a reference to Thanos um, a little bit, which I, I wasn't, wasn't expecting to see. And it's kind of interesting to see how the motivations of some of the villains have changed based on, like, this big villain coming to town. They're kind of, like, seeing him as a big distraction, and they're just just trying to do their own thing before the world gets destroyed. So, yeah, I'm really curious where this is going to go. You know, since we can finally talk about Infinity War spoilers, you know, if half the world dies, what does Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. do? Like, do they just go forward and live? the next season in like a dilapidated earth like some of the well, agents of shield some of the agents would statistically have to die so that would kind of suck for them not to be on the show for a week i don't know well this show has dealt with an alternate future already mike where the world mm-hmm. has been split in half there's all sorts of ways they can go but i think they would acknowledge it and it also depends on when does infinity war part two or avengers four whatever you want to call it take place since all these other shows are kind of before infinity war if Infinity War 2 takes place like a week after, because watching Infinity War for the third time, it's all like one long weekend. Like everyone is just gone for like two days. Like, yeah, that's, that's true. All this is. And yeah, Infinity War Part 4. Uh, Avengers I mean, 4. <laughs> Avengers 4 could, yeah, it could just be like the next couple days. So, what I've seen a lot of TV shows do sometimes when they want to condense timeline and not worry too much about that, like they could write an entire story that takes place over one day or two Mm. or three days. So they could fit a whole season into just like one timeline. There's lots of logistics to go on there. And sometimes stories get a little stale when you kind of have to organize it that way. But it it could be really fun for agents of shield if they do that, or who knows, maybe they'll just go into like some sort of time warp and just go to another dimension. I don't know. This this, (laughs) this season has been um, a very much a, a, a deal with time. It's it's a cyclical cycle, uh, pretty much, and, and trying to deal with that. And I really enjoy their approach to it. It's very different than the other seasons. I think that's what keeps it fresh. But we don't know what's going on with the show beyond Friday. And um, mm. it's very weird that it is the last one. But there is some rumors that it may be ending but leading into a new show called New Warriors. Oh. Uh, new huh. Warriors has had no word since last November when Freeform passed on it. It has to be shopped to an, a Disney-owned network, which would be ABC, possibly Fox, if they want to wait till next year, but I think they're shooting for this year, um, or the Disney streaming service. Mm-hmm. ABC could pick this up and make it, like, this could somehow tie into New Warriors from S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. So, um, but the trademarks have been filed this week for the show, and there's been nothing going on for a long time, so it's kind of weird that it all the, the culmination of all this all at once is is very coincidental, but 
not. So, yeah. or maybe this is just a way to kind of make a truncated season of Agents of Shield. Like, if it's if Agents of Shield is on the bubble of being canceled, maybe it's just because they're worried about renewing it for like twenty three more episodes. That's a big commitment. Mm-hmm. So maybe you just do half and half. You do like thirteen episodes of New Warriors, like thirteen ep- episodes of Agents of Shield. I like. I want Agents of Shield to have a really nice finale where like kind of everybody doesn't necessarily have to go off into a sunset, but I just want them to to just have like a, a nice story where everything ends just without weird effects from the movies affecting it, which is weird because I never would have thought I'd say that, but like I almost want them to have one more season post Avengers Four where they can just kind of deal with the new lay of the land. They don't have to worry about like a super alien threat coming to kill all of them, and they can just kind of just like make one nice storyline where they don't. Have to weave it through all of these like wouldn't it also be cool if the finale of shield actually affected the mcu conversely like hey we've reestablished shield or we've established this new organization maybe they established sword and they're like oh Oh. this so now we get to acknowledge this organization use it in the mcu again i would like the other way i would like that but who knows if the movie if the movie and tv side of things will right but, but what if they planned it out like hey you have one season left do you guys want to shake up, shake hands, make up, and make it all work together? I mean, it would make sense. I mean, they're dealing with um, they're dealing with an unworldly threat in this season of Agents of Shield. I could see a ramifications of that being we got to build a base in space. We got to protect this planet because uh, we can't just stay on the surface. Yeah. So. Or or Sword was started in Captain Marvel, and they find this empty, abandoned space base, and that's where they work from in the next season. Yeah, I don't know, man, but this is... I hope it gets another season. Like, I never would have thought I would come around to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. There's still really weird, cringy moments. There's parts where they're still kind of dealing with, like, a a TV budget. It's still TV, Uh, yeah. Yeah, but, like, it's been been fun. Like, it's surprising. What's cool is this last season is paying off from episode three of season one. So... It's all come back around, Mike. It all <laughs> it's all paying off in the end. Mm-hmm. So, um, new warriors may new trademark maybe be replacing Shield. We don't know about Shield. We won't know until next week, and we'll tell you then. Whenever ever, everybody else finds out. <laughs> yeah. In uh, unsurprising news, Inhumans was officially canceled by ABC. It took them long enough to do it, wah, wah. but they were like, "Eh, no, this is on our cancellation list." Because ABC took forever to do all their cancellations this year. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah, all the upfronts are about to start. I think this week and next week. So probably want the slate to be clean. Right? They're to like, go. "Here, here's definitely what's going on and what's not going on." So mm-hmm. no surprise there. Officially canceled. Maybe we'll see something picked up later where it's a reinvention and not that version we saw, but who knows uh, what will happen. Luke Cage Season 2 got a trailer at the beginning of this week, Mike, and we we watched it here. Um, uh, I keep keep forgetting this is the next one because it takes place in, what, June? Is that right? Yeah, June 22nd. It comes out at a slightly unfortunate time for our household because we definitely want to watch the next season of Luke Cage, but I think it comes out on the exact same weekend as the next season of Glow, the glamorous ladies of wrestling, which is a hilarious, really good uh, show. So, But it, it's a comedy, and I think it's only 10 episodes, so I could probably burn through that, so I probably don't have to worry too much about it, but... This trailer looked super fun. I like seeing Luke Cage just like walking down the street and he's like super famous in like Harlem and everybody's like doing their double takes, like lowering their sunglasses, like checking him out because he's like super cool. And, and then he just gets kicked in the face by Bushmaster. I'm just so, like, what's going on? <laughs> so, A, first off, the villain's Bushmaster um, who whoops Luke Cage's ass, which is great to see that this bulletproof, fireproof explosion, everything was bouncing off of him at, at some point. I'm like, God, they need to like bring him down a notch again because he's way <laughs> overpowered 
And they did with this Bushmaster guy, and I think that's going to play into the story. But Glow is the week after Luke Cage. Netflix uh, okay. is not going to release both their shows Good. on the same weekend. I'm safe. So you have to crank out these 13 episodes in one one week time, Mike, before your Glow starts. Um, but I think Bushmaster is interesting because he looks to be a mystical villain. Um, he, uh, and, and who knows if this is even the first half. They're going to do two halves again. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like uh, Mariah Dillard and um, Shades are back there as well running Harlem at the end of the episode. Um, I think this is going to tie in, again, Danny Rand coming in to explain Bushmaster and his powers and maybe some way to beat him. But, as someone else pointed out, like, oh, this is a great way to do Heroes for Hire, the black community does not need a white hero coming in to save the day. So I <laughs> especially, really, especially one as stupid as Danny Rand. So I really don't think they're going to... Like, he'll be in maybe an episode, like they usually do, but I, I think that's really about it. Uh, I don't think he's going to come in and help beat Bushmaster. I think Luke Cage has to do it on his own. Yeah, and, it was a pretty. It was a, a notable exclusion because we had seen those set photos of uh, Iron yeah. Fist being in, and he's not in the trailer at all. So that was an interesting uh, decision to not put some hypeness in there. But I don't know. Maybe he's a poisonous enough character where you don't want him in there. But two things I would note: my favorite part of the trailer is when Luke Cage like busts in to like uh, break up a bunch of like bad guys, and mm-hmm. like they point guns at him, and he's just like, "Really?" And he's just like, "They got to know we tried," which yeah. is hilarious because even the bad guys know that they don't stand a chance, but. But they can't just run away or that's even worse for them. And then also, I'm really curious the origin of Bushmaster's powers because he seems to be good at fighting, but just because you're good at fighting doesn't mean you can make Luke Cage bleed. But then he gets shot with bullets later in the trailer, so he's bulletproof as well. So I'm really curious, yeah, are they mystical powers? Like, I feel like it's a little too obvious if he also went through the same genetic experimentation that Luke Cage went through because it's just like you can't just keep making villains out of the same way you made your hero. You know, that's just like, that's just like a machine cranking out villains so but i think he he was like in a circle and he had like all the herbs and stuff i think he's very mystically powered maybe Um, they just got to make it more convincing than iron fist was because all of that mystical bullshit i hated like when they brought in some of those mystical villains that he had to deal with like that show was was like that yeah that spider lady bullshit garbage i was just like they didn't didn't, didn't explain (laughs) any of it they just said here you go good good luck fighting these this this new round of of people popping up here so um. Anyway, but I mean, I think it's gonna it's coming up in June. It's gonna I think it's gonna be good. I mean, I'm ex- I'm looking forward to Luke Cage. It's one of the few I look forward to. Again, Jessica Jones season two is divisive, but we've got Luke Cage. And then our next news fa- news thing is Iron Fist season two has wrapped filming. I did not know they've been filming for seven months. They've kind of <laughs> kept this under radar. And uh, there's a new showrunner, whole new people involved. So. Um, it sounds, he also made it sound like there's a transformative journey in this. He's not the same person because they, like, feedback was bad, of course. <laughs> nobody, nobody likes anything Scott Buck touched last year at all. Kind of died and withered, so. Um, Iron Fist, do you think, do you think, I thought Daredevil would be done first. Do you think we're gonna get Iron Fist Season 2 before Daredevil Season 3? Or how do you think this is, this, I, Punisher's I mean, I think, still filming. <laughs> what's 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 next after Luke Cage, Mike? That's my I question. think the, I think the big question is it's it's hard to really plot out these next seasons without knowing if we're getting another Defenders, you know, and when that might be. We I don't think we've had any sort of official announcements. I would assume. 
uh, that's what Netflix wants to do. Maybe not call it Defender Season 2, but maybe they'll maybe use a different name or something like that, maybe to, to hype it up a little bit. But like it seems like you, you crank out more seasons and then you bring them back together for like a, you know, a big brawl. So if they do that again, maybe you kind of shift your shows around a little bit. But um, it would be really weird going into the Defenders Season 2 with Iron Fist Season 2 because we kind of did that already. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I don't think – no one has announced the Defender Season 2 – I don't even know if we will. Um, the the was um, Kristen Ritter didn't sound very confident in it. But which one would you pick to go after Luke Cage? Would you go Iron Fist because he showed up in Luke Cage, or do you want to go ahead and get Daredevil out of the way because you miss him, or do you want <laughs> Punisher again because it's about a year after the Punisher? I think you bring you bring Daredevil back. We do the next season of Daredevil. Then do Iron Fist, and then if it sucks, we can wash that out of our mouths with another season of The Punisher because that's awesome. Okay, all right, I, I'm I'm down with this. Um, so there we go. Um, but Jessica Jones season three is actually already casting. They're already working on this. My, it sounds like they're not slowing down on these shows over Netflix. They are cranking these out as we go. Um, the character breakdown for Jessica Jones season three sounds like they may use a character called the Power Broker from the comic books. And in the comic books, he uses Carl Malice's research, who was big in season two. And the IGH, which we know gave Jessica her powers, to give people strength and durability for a price. Like, he is very much about money mm. and, and giving people these powers for a lot of money. That's cool. I like that. Um, I would that, like. That, I, I think they need to up the action a little bit for Jessica, so having multiple people to fight against would be pretty interesting, yeah. I think. Yeah, it sounds like something a detective would have to take on, too, which makes sense for her. Yeah. No, I agree. I think uh, that sounds, sounds good to me. I'm down. All right. There we go. Shifting gears, we're getting out of Marvel, we're going right into Star Wars here. Um, the live-action TV series, as as you posted earlier, is to be set seven years after Return of the Jedi, Mike. Yeah, that's right. We finally uh, have slotted our series. And it is going to feature new characters, and um, of course, they're not going to bring back people from Return of the Jedi 40 years later and be like, hey, you're in a TV show now, hope you look <laughs> the same age. Uh, but, uh, I mean, that's cool. We have a lot of, we don't know a lot about what's going on in there. So that's, that's okay with me, I guess. Yeah, uh, I guess we, uh, we, we talk about the ramifications of the empire falling, but really the empire doesn't fall all the way. You know, when we left the original star Wars trilogy, we had come to the conclusion that our heroes had saved the galaxy, that they have fought off the dark side, they killed everybody that was bad, and they blew up the Death Star, and it could never be built again, apparently, and but it was. So what happens to the dark side when it goes away, and maybe the vestiges, maybe we'll have heroes that are trying to snuff out the last little bits of it, and maybe it doesn't work out, and we see the... Um, we see the origin of snoke possibly since we know nothing about that character so maybe he'll get a little bit i mean he's a cg character that could easily uh be turned to screen and he looked like he was really freaking old in the last jedi and um and uh force awakens but it's, so, it's interesting to finally get a time slot you know you, that's you know, a very kinda, specific time yeah we can start to kind of visualize what it will look like what the sets will look like what the costumes will look like you know we're not necessarily doing um uh, it's not way, way, era. Yeah, way, way in the past, uh, Knights of the Old Republic. So uh, I trust John Favreau. You got to trust the guy that booted off the MCU. Yeah, he's he's been doing some good work, um, very very good work lately. I think this is going to be more of a, um, you know, now that the 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 Empire who controlled the the galaxy is dismantled, what kind of like black markets and like 
subcultures have have risen to to powers because of that. Uh, if no larger powers are to keep them in check, I imagine it's probably going to be some sort of crime gritty thing. So, mm. I uh, wonder what I wonder what lightsabers they go with. Do you go with the smooth shafted lightsabers from the original trilogy, or do you have to go with the more gritty uh, new ones that have all the lightning bolts coming off of them? Do you even have a lightsaber? Yes, you have a lightsaber in your Star Wars show, or I'm going to be so mad. You do not make a Star Wars show and, do, and put don't put a you put a lightsaber in your stupid Star Wars show, Disney, or I'm not buying your streaming service. All right, well we'll see. I we'll see. We'll see if you get, get tricked into it or not. Oh, man, I never knew I could get so mad off of one question. <laughs> Apparently, I mean I did. I know. I've done. We've done 171 episodes, Mike. I know you can, uh, and I know those questions. It'll do it too. Uh, the movie that is not officially announced by anybody, the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie, is rumored to start shooting in April 2019 after Episode Nine wraps up in their Pinewood Studios. Mm-hmm. Do you think this movie is going to actually happen <laughs> or not? It's such a it's such a weird it's such a weird timing because I we even kind of foresaw this when all these new Star Wars movies were announced. You know, they said, "Oh, probably three Star Wars story movies." You know, three brand new main movies, and then we'll kind of put the other ones in the middle. But that means your your third Star Wars story movies comes after your big culmination of all of your brand new characters. So it does seem kind of weird because then no other movies were announced yet. So. Is this a Obi-Wan movie? Does it dovetail maybe a little bit and segue into some of our new Star Wars stories that might be Knights of the Old Republic and also well, Ryan Johnson's new stuff? Or is it just going to be this weird floating movie that's just like, hey, give us your Star Wars money until we whip out this other new stuff? You didn't, you didn't answer my question at all. Do you think this movie will happen because it's not announced? <laughs> Like, nobody has said this movie is happening. No one at Star Wars or Disney is like, yeah, we're making an Obi-Wan movie. I mean, I kind of – I made peace with the fact that maybe it might not exist just uh-huh. because you brought up a point I think the last time we talked about this movie and also with Solo that these Star Wars story movies have been so fraught with just um, – with uh, complications when it comes to production that these could be the only two Star Wars stories movies that we ever get. And then, mm-hmm. then in the future, 20, 30 years down the line, we'll talk about those really weird Star Wars movies that came out that that one time that didn't really work but you know it, it almost kind of feels like not not anywhere near as bad as these movies but it almost kind of feels like Wolverine Origins and like First Class like First Class was kind of supposed to be Magneto Origins like these weird standoff X-Men movies that weren't really anything but kind of built up to more movies so who knows um i still kind of want to see it i want to see you and mcgregor come back he's cool well i think i think it's great i think if it does and it comes out after episode nine episode nine will reveal that maybe ray is from the obi-wan kenobi family oh, maybe. because like i said every movie that's come out has been like well han solo died we need to make a han solo movie um you know rogue one was just i don't know where it kind of fit in there like we're we need more darth vader because <laughs> we can't use darth vader anymore kind of yeah. thing but um, at the I, end of the day, you still need to always continue to tell me when I'm not answering your questions. I do. Because <laughs> you were going on like it, like it was. I'm like, no, no one has ever said this movie's going on, but everyone keeps talking like it is. Yeah. I'm like... It's your, it is your job at the end of the day to keep me from ranting because I I just scrolled through our, our, our notes here, and I don't know if it's just all the bullet points under <laughs> all of these CW shows. But we got a lot of shit to talk we, about. We so. got a lot of stuff to talk about. <laughs> um, this is kind of more of a PSA here to shift gears a little bit. Incredibles mm-hmm. 2 tri- tickets are now on sale, Mike, mm-hmm. and they have 5 p.m. showings. There's no Ooh, 6 or wow. 7. They're at 5, which you know what that means, right? Uh, what does that mean? Matinee prices for ha- the first showing. 
Heck yeah. I, all I want to do is beat the kids to the theater because that's always the balance with Pixar movies. Like really, the adults want to go and have a good time. You can take your kids whenever because they don't they don't keep up with any of this stuff. They don't like remember do. it. They- yeah. <laughs> like well, I, I just want to see it in a movie theater without kids in it. So Yeah, so uh, 5 p.m. showings. I, I, I looked online and I was like, oh, there they are. We got 5 p.m. showings. We're the first people to get our tickets in that one as well. And um, I, it was 20 bucks for two of us to an IMAX showing. So I was like, well, that's a hell of a deal. So <laughs> jumped on that. Rick and Morty has been renewed for 70 more episodes, and I have no Ooh, idea how many seasons that is. Hell yeah. So the seasons have usually been like 10 episodes, so this could theoretically be seven more seasons. But then I guess Dan Harmon was quoted somewhere down the line saying that he could imagine 13 episode seasons. So this could be possibly five seasons ordered. Either way, that's a lot to order and I believe it's because they had all of the bargaining power. Like it's a the show is like a powerhouse for like one of the most like profitable advertising demographics. The and, IP uh, is just steamrolls everything. Yeah, that's around it. they make so much money off of merchandise and stuff. It's like this is like what you need when you make an animated show. They want to hit all of these different like uh, verticals for like selling merchandise and stuff because that's really what makes the makes this stuff profitable. But it, it's awesome. It's it's super cool for all the people that work on the show because they know that. That they have at least some solid work history do, coming forward. Do you think, knowing that the last season was 13 and it was reduced to 11 because Dan Harmon couldn't get the work done, do you think the 70 ep- episode commitment will continue from him as well? And I, I, at the end of the day, I think I trust Justin Roiland more than I trust Dan Harmon, even though I love Dan Harmon. I love Community. I love the stuff that he puts out, even though he's kind of like a, seems like a little bit of a broken human being down at his very core, but he just, he knows how to tell a story. So it's kind of a, a weird scenario there where you have the, these two co-creators, like one you feel like you can trust, but one you feel like has kind of the really good meaty stories that'll just make you laugh. But um, maybe now knowing that they're going to be around for five to seven more years, maybe they can kind of plan a little bit better you know Mm -hmm. they kind of can see the runway in front of them a little clearer and they can you know they can just manage time better hire a couple more assistants if you need to to get this get this done but uh uh, i follow dan Harmon on social media and he's he's trying to get his life together he live streams himself on the treadmill on the stairmaster quite a bit and he puts a green screen behind him when he does that so people can download it and just put him in space and stuff it's really weird uh but yeah this is good news (laughs) is he a um is he the TV version of Kevin Smith? Is that, is that what we think? <laughs> uh, I think in certain aspects, but uh, he's crazier. Kevin Smith is like vegan now, and he almost died from a heart attack. So I think he's a little bit more of an adult. <laughs> really? Yeah. So um, that's cool, I guess. Dying of a heart attack doesn't make you an adult, but a- after hearing many, many of his podcasts, he seems to have a little bit uh, more of a, a grip on reality. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll take it. And a string of cancellation news here we're going to go through these uh the greatest american hero reboot from that tv show from the 80s that no one remembers oh uh, gosh is, I, it's not moving ahead. forward it's not, it's not <laughs> happening, so we that's fine because that. I, I had nothing to say about it anyway <laughs> yep, exactly uh, so if you had your hopes up for that coming back uh they're dashed they're just gone lucifer the tv show that has gone on two more seasons than i thought it would and even though i really <laughs> enjoyed the first season i have to be honest um, it was canceled after season three, and it apparently ends on a cliffhanger because they just told them because season three is coming up on an end. <laughs> but it, this is one of the shows that could be saved by DC Universe. Now, my feelings are shows being saved by other networks and platforms. I think that's stupid as hell. <laughs> uh, if a show's going to end, it needs to have a natural lifestyle, a, a lifeline, like a 
I don't know. It just needs to end if someone says it needs to end. Like, there's a reason for it ending. Don't drag it on. Don't keep reviving it and bringing it back to life on other systems. Because it just kind of sucks. We're, yeah. we're going through this Roseanne revive. I see commercials for Roseanne <laughs> all the time. Well, they're bringing back the what the the conservative last man standing, but not uh, on Fox, but on something else, or not on ABC, but on Fox for season seven. I'm like, how long has it been off the air? Like, it doesn't need to come back, I guess. But yeah, I I have a slightly different opinion just because uh, with the case of Brooklyn Nine Nine, which was recently canceled by Fox, but then almost immediately picked up by NBC, it's a little bit of a damned if you do, damned if you don't type of scenario. Because like Fox, even though we can all hate them for canceling our favorite shows like Arrested Development and Firefly and things like that, they can see the viewership numbers. Like they know that they're getting good critical reception, but critical reception doesn't pay the bills. They're looking at the actual numbers. So I have a feeling. And they look at something like Brooklyn Brooklyn Nine Nine. See, we're not getting the numbers that we need to make a profit, or at least to get the kind of returns that we want. So we're gonna have to cancel the show, even though they probably know it's gonna get picked up by another network, and the other network will be able to run with like promos and ads saying like, "We saved your favorite show. It's now on a new network at a new time. Come and see the new show. We saved your show. We're so good." And they'll get a little bit of a ratings bump, and they might get one or two seasons out of it. But it's not. I don't think it's gonna be a long term save. Um, so yeah, it's just one of those weird things. It's like I've never really been in that scenario before. Like I hear shows about like um, uh, what's that, the Mindy Project? I heard that that was canceled and saved by Hulu, and I didn't really care because I didn't watch the show. Uh-huh. So this is kind of one of the first times I've ever been in that fan base where my show has been canceled, but also been saved by another network. It's really it's a weird scenario to to be in. So I'll let you know how it, how the waters feel. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, my other thing is like you know I'm I'm a big fan of Rest of Development. Season five mm-hmm. is coming out on Netflix at the end of this month after like not telling us for years. <laughs> and I like is this show still funny and relevant after 15 years of being kind of dormant? Um, yeah. What 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 kind of benefit does that bring? I know we're in an age where this can happen now. Shows that were you know were canceled in the 80s, 70s, 80s, 90s even like they were not coming back. They're they're gone. They're dead. Yeah. So like. Is this still good for the show? Is my hope. Like, what yeah. is it good? Lucifer, and also, we're I, in I don't like, know about Lucifer, but yeah. Yeah, but we're in such a highly competitive television landscape that even if a show is doing decent ratings and really good critical reception, like, I feel like if your show's really not hitting home runs like every single week, you almost have to cancel it because, like, someone's they're just going to watch something on Netflix or watch something on Hulu or Amazon Prime or HBO like nobody has to be at Fox on Sunday night watching your show so it, it's it's tough out there but usually the consumer ends up winning cuz we get lots of really crazy shows that get greenlit <laughs> yeah i i mean there's there's a lot of good shows out there being created and and coming every time so i i think there has to be lifespan for television shows it can't go on forever or you become the simpsons and I don't remember the last time I watched an episode of that. So he knows the theme song, guys. <laughs> In good news for Berlanti Studios, Mike, um, they have broken the record for the most shows in production at all time. It used to be they tied with Jerry Bruckheimer Studios for eight, and they just bumped up to thirteen in one year. So. Dang, that that Greg Berlanti must be very proud of himself. I hear he's a very just really nice, calm, measured guy, which is really nice to hear. Uh, that that kind of just good people can be really successful. You don't have to be um, you don't have to be like a crazy like misogynist harasser and to like film to make a studio like Rat Pack or something like that. You can just be like a nice person, and if you're nice, 
good things will come your way. So congratulations. I'll, I'll give him a pat on the back. Yeah, so 13 shows. I'm going to run through them real quick for you, Mike. Um, mm-hmm. He's got a lot of uh, DC shows, of course, you may know. Yes. Uh, Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, and Black Lightning, all in the CW. Uh, also, Riverdale's a comic book show, and All-American I've never watched, which is also on CW. Mm-hmm. He's got Blind Spot on NBC, two new shows on CBS called God Friended Me and The Red Line, a Lifetime series coming up called And You. Netflix, he's doing the Riverdale spinoff Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which is mm-hmm. like the Teenage Witch. And lastly, he's doing the DC Universe show Titans. Man. So Busy, busy studio. Uh, he's got fingers in like everywhere but Disney. So that's what it looks like. So um, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's cool. As I mean, I think only one of his shows got canceled and that was it. So... Uh, do you think he's gonna add more, or do you think you know he's just gonna leave it on this? I would imagine. I would imagine the sky is the limit. <laughs> you probably just. I, I would imagine it's fluid, right? You know, like we yeah. ta- we just talked about shows getting canceled. He might lose one or two shows next season, uh, but then he picks up a couple more. So who knows? We probably just hovering around this. What what is what is the um, maximum number of shows you can do before you start to turn the scale of? Golden Boy to oh my God he's costing us so much money. yeah like there's you know there's no way one person could read all of these scripts you yeah. know all the time and like pass over like you gotta you gotta have a lot of trustworthy people you know under you that know what they're doing yeah I guess I guess my my thing is what's the breaking point for a studio and I guess we're gonna find out sooner than later with thirteen <laughs> shows so uh, yeah um cool Man of Steel two the movie the follow up to Man of Steel the Batman or the Superman movie uh, from what was that twenty thirteen I think. Uh, is apparently eyeing a 2020 release date, so they want to get the sequel to this movie out, a standalone Superman movie that people might enjoy. Um, so, yeah, uh, I guess seven years isn't too late to put on a Superman sequel. Man, so. just g- give me, like, a renegade director. Just somebody that's just going to do something crazy with it that makes me excited to go see this Boy Scout on the screen. I need like, a good script. I need someone yeah. who understands Superman that isn't like, oh, he's got to be sad and dark and dreary and... We need to redo the old, you know, Christopher Reeve Superman again. It's kind of. Thing. Are you sure it's just not gonna automatically go to David Goyer? Like, hey, write us another Superman movie. Uh, no telling. He did do. I I had a conversation with someone about this. He did do, The Dark Knight and um, what's the other one? Uh, before Batman Begins. Yeah, it's so weird. Like he, he sometimes <laughs> who is this guy? What is he yeah, doing? So maybe you just have to have Christopher Nolan behind you to make your work look good. You know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I did watch Batman Begins the other day. I really enjoy that it's fake Gotham and not like filmed in New York. Like I really uh-huh. enjoy that. So, anyway, Death of Superman, not the comic book and not Batman v Superman, but Death of Superman, the animated movie based on the comic book from the '90s that ruined the comic book industry almost. Got a trailer. And I say it's better than the Batman v Superman. That's what I was going for, Mike, at the top of the show. So um, it looks to be another, I guess, solid staple in the DC animated universe. Um, maybe something you can watch on the DC. It said a DC universe film, didn't it? When, yeah, in it the did. So they might. Uh, you they're... think it'll be on the streaming service as well? Oh yeah, for sure. I think that's probably what they're going to do now, moving forward with their animated movies. You know, they they must be doing fairly well. You know, if they can keep cranking them out, the budgets must really reflect pretty well with their turnover. So, like, yeah, might as well throw them up there um, on their DC streaming app. They got to add value to it somehow because it's not like DC is out there buying like a whole studio and reaping their whole catalog and throwing it onto their streaming service. You know. Yeah, well, I mean, I think, I mean, this whole trailer was for the the home release, too, so um, it's cool that they're still releasing it for for home. 
Uh, it does bring me up. Batman Ninja did come out like a week or two ago, Mike, and we haven't watched it yet. Of course, we talked about <laughs> uh, it. Ah, dang! But but the critics are are have it as a eighty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, hey, that's pretty good. But that's only nine critics. Like TV oh. animated movies <laughs> don't have a lot of critics in there. Yeah, that's a small sample. Yeah, so it, they say the Dark Knight kicks ass in a bold new setting. That's like the the underlying theme. So. Right. <laughs> um, we might have to check this out, Mike, now that it's out and, and for us to watch and see what it is. Uh, I skipped Flashpoint. I need to go backwards, actually. The Flash- oh, did you do that on purpose, though? No, because I didn't. Because it's Flashpoint? Oh. No, I didn't. It was actually an accident because I'm like, what the hell else do we have? Um, Flashpoint, the movie, um, is actually rumored to actually not reset the universe now. Oh, you know what the best part about this news is? Is that uh, you just totally axed G.I. Joe from the very end of our show notes. You're just like, we're not talking about that garbage. We're going <laughs> we're, we're gonna to talk about Flashpoint and the Predator at the end of the show. So that little, a little behind the, uh, behind the baseball or how the sausage is made or what yeah. do you call it? How the baseball is made? How the, I don't know. Yes. I, I don't know. In, inside, inside baseball, how the sausage is made. There you go. Okay. Flashpoint. Anyway, uh, now you got to know that we delete stuff from our show notes when I deem it's not worthy to tag on the end because that was yeah. something we had earlier in the week. But do you think Flashpoint does need to reset the DC Universe? Or do you think the, this new president, uh, Hamada, just wants to go forward and not worry about retconning because it will confuse the average, average moviegoer? Like, should we watch Man of Steel? Or not, kind of thing. Oh, oh God, what I don't do even feel? know. I don't even know. Like, I don't even know if you're an executive. I think if you're an executive at Warner Brothers, you only have one path moving forward. It's not trying to be really artful and thoughtful and trying to think of a way to weave these universes together and make something beautiful like Marvel ended up turning out. I think you just have to go super analytical, get all your accountants out, and be like, what's going to make us the most money because we're a movie studio and we just want to cash checks? So I think, unfortunately, that's probably not going to serve the greater super nerdy audience the best because we want all of these crossovers and these nice intertwining elegant stories. We want stories. Marvel in our DC. Yeah, that's what we want. I don't think that's ever what we're going to get now since it's been such a, a failure to launch. So I think we're just going to – I would think you we're probably just get stuck with a lot of one-off movies that maybe characters cross over every once in a while. Then maybe hopefully 10 years – a dozen years, literally a dozen years in the future, when we can't see some of these crappy mediocre movies in our past, throw Batman and Superman in a movie again and have them fight. Uh, I don't. I don't know. We're, we're, we're gonna go back to the question, Mike. This is one of those situations. Do you think they need to reset the DC universe? And do you think the average person, not us, would get it? Well, I think the roundabout way is. I, I think rebooting the universe isn't gonna help things. So I don't. I, I don't know. If, if, you rebo- if you reboot it, I think you have to reboot literally everything. So it's just like, are you okay with Henry Cavill not being Superman anymore? We, so it's an I all think, or nothing approach. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's what it has to be. If you, I don't think you can do a half measure like X-Men did. Okay. You know, X-Men had at least better films in its register. Yeah, and, and they did it smart. They didn't do it like right out the gate either. They set up the, the other universe first and then merged the timelines, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, but this is all part of Ben Affleck. If, if they don't do Flashpoint with that rebooting in mind, Ben Affleck's going to be out, and they just got to figure out what they're going to do with Batman going forward. So You know what? They have really popular year one comics. Just make Batman year one the movie. Make uh, Superman year one the movie. Just make all of these year one movies, and then just have them culminate into like 
a more competent Justice League movie. I think I think that's what Man of Steel was. It was the first year he was Superman. Well, it sucked, Chris. So was Wonder Woman. <laughs> Man of Steel's not bad. Man of Steel isn't that bad. Uh, no, I don't like it. Yeah, it's okay, but there's worse. <laughs> I don't like we, we it. We got a lot worse after that one, so yeah. in retrospect. To tie it all up here, The Predator got a teaser trailer this week, Mike. Did you watch it? I watched it, and after I watched it, I was like... What was I expecting? I've never seen any Predator movie before. None of them, really. I I, ne- I I have been meaning to. I think I'll do something along the same lines of what I did for the Alien franchise when all of these crazy Alien movies came out and I couldn't keep track of them. I sat down. I watched the Predator movies so I could understand it. I think I'm going to have to do that here. So well, now, I, now I'm sad because they probably have an Alien Predator bundle you could have just bought digitally <laughs> together and had them all. They probably they probably do, and I probably could have saved a, a little bit of coin there. But yeah, I watched it, and I was like, well, that looks like a Predator. I've seen the Predator before, like the actual character. You get so I was like, Okay. I was like, that's a Predator. Okay, uh, that's Olivia Munn. She's Psylocke. I've seen her before. That's Keegan-Michael Key. That's cool. He's in the movie. Is he going to be wacky and crazy? I don't know. And I was like, what is going on in this movie? They're talking about assassins, and then... The one thing that I can resonate with is maybe not being good because I feel like this is a stretch that some sci-fi movies do when they run out of ideas is they say at some point in the movie that the Predator is like upgrading himself to every planet he goes to. Mm -hmm. Like he's trying to gain an edge of like, I don't know if it's some sort of splicing or genetic mutation of the Predator. So I was like, "Uh, I don't know if I like that idea, but it's hard for me to have an opinion about the Predator. Have you seen the Predator, Chris? Do you have a better opinion than I do? Because mine is... I watched all the Predator movies, including oh, the Alien versus Predator. Well, why, why am I talking? I'm going to shut up. You say something. It's cool. It's cool. So I am. Um, I'm not. I'm not precious on the property of the Predator or Aliens, mm-hmm. of course. Um, I do. I do enjoy them. I like. I like a new twist on the character, but still like not betraying what the character is. And I think you know, talking about upgrading himself. I mean, the, the assumption is gene splicing. It may just be like, you know. I have no idea what they're going to do with it, but it's a new take on that subspecies of, of, uh, I guess, um, warrior races that are coming here. So I'm, I'm okay with this, but I definitely, it has the guy from Logan was a Boyd Holbrook who played the villain, like who came to get Logan with the Mm -hmm. metal. He had lost his arm or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see this cast come together for this movie and see what it does. But I mean, it's gotta be, it it can't just, the, the trailer was so generic. I think is my problem. Yeah, I think I saw some of the top comments out there on the internet was, well, that was indeed a Predator trailer. So I, I guess, you I think know, from it, my point of view, I guess it's, there's not it, a whole lot of excitement here. It's It it just started today. Like, it, it just started at the beginning, and I was like, okay, I, this is cool. And then it just went to, like, slice and dice, and can you see it? Where's the laser? The, the, where's all this stuff going on? I just, it lost me by the end, and that was kind of sad to me because I was like, oh, I really wanted this to be something more. But it's only the first tra- teaser, trailer, whatever, and I think it's like a fall movie, maybe. So we're going to just have to cross our fingers for that and see. Hopefully something comes out better by the end of it. So. All right. Well, there you go. I'm glad you could at least speak a little bit more eloquently about The Predator. Yeah, yeah. Um, just You never see him coming, man. You never see him coming. <laughs> so uh, that's our news for this week. A little, little bit longer uh, than usual, but, I mean, I, I had a good time talking about it, revisiting our Avengers spoilers, Mike, that we get to talk about now. It's very yes, and thank you very much for keeping me on task. Yeah, you're very welcome. It's my job. It's the one. And for a, for axing GI Joe, we don't need to talk about that. No, we don't. Snake Eyes is getting a movie. I don't, who the who's Snake Eyes? Is he the White Ninja or the Black Ninja? I don't remember. I, so. I think he's the one with the metal face. I don't know. No, that's Destro. 
Oh, okay. Act like I'm supposed to know <laughs> what the GI Joes are. <laughs> I, I like that you're guessing. Like you're like, yeah, it's it's, it's the Metal Guy. Face. No, it's not. But anyway, um, anyway, Mike, if people know what you're up to this week, and maybe if we have any good jokes from Deadpool, we need to crack over the weekend. Where can people find you at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, people want to follow you, see what you're up to, man. You're going to be at Motor City Comic Con up there in Detroit. Uh, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. You can head over to Instagram, find me at Valdan87, or head over to Comic UI, where I will be um, posting, again, like I said, stuff from all the conventions on that site, because it's the best site to get all our convention news. So, uh, if people want to know where they're going to find our Deadpool review at, where can they find that at next Ooh. week? Ooh. Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our little show here and to get our awesome show notes. So, if you want to take a look at all of those renewals and cancellations that we talked about at Berlanti Studios, or if you want to see the links to uh, the, the Luke Cage trailer or Predator trailer, you can get all of that in our show notes at SuperheroSlate.com, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, tune in and stitcher and you can like us on facebook follow us on twitter and instagram and you can get merch at superhero slate.com a slash a store <clears throat> if you're a super fan of the show and uh you want that title on your gravestone all you got to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy and we will be here every week and we would love you so much more if you would leave us a review wherever you listen to the show we love you out there we love you moms happy mother's day and that's another one in the bag that's right we'll see you guys twice next week and then twice a week after we'll see you then all right adios Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. That's my motivation for recording the podcast is food.